There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. 120 years ago, they celebrated the Cork International Exhibition of 1902 in the place now known as Fitzgerald's Park. And historian Tom Spaulding joins me. And Tom, I was today years old when I realised that Fitzgerald's Park was actually named for the Lord Mayor of Cork at the time, a man called Edward Fitzgerald. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. Yes, that's correct. Um, Sir Edward Fitzgerald um, was um, Lord Mayor of Cork. And... Beyond that, he was actually the man who uh, instigated the idea of having this big exhibition and and largely kind of with the driving force behind getting it done, uh, a man of boundless energy and, and quite a lot of charisma and one of those kind of individuals who could literally talk to everybody from the man on the street to the king and queen of England. Uh, and in fact, that's how he became Sir Edward, is that the show ran for two years, in fact, uh, 1902 and 1903, and in the second year, Edward VII came to Cork with Queen Alexandra and he was knighted for services at that point. Um, mm. So that's how he became Sir Edward. Now, photography then isn't what it is or wasn't what it is now. A lot of what we have is drawings and sketches. It looked fantastic, Tom. It was. It was an amazing event. Um, if your listeners could imagine, um, say, the Ploughing Championship, the All-Ireland Finals, a massive trade show, the Young Scientist Exhibition, the Electric Picnic, um, all happening at the in the same summer on the same site. Wow! Um, at the same in time, Cork. that's at the same time, more or less. That's what you, you you would need to imagine. It was it attracted nearly two million visitors, um, which, considering the population of Cork at the time was only eighty thousand people, that would obviously mean a lot of those visitors were coming from from um, out from you know, further afield and, and from abroad, in fact. Uh, and obviously, there would have been quite a lot of repeat visitors. But I mean, it was it was a massive cultural and um, scientific um, and technical event. Like you were mentioning the iPod there in the um, earlier piece, and the Cork exhibition was the first time that people in Ireland would have seen something like the X-ray machine working, or baby incubators, or fax machines, or mm. you know any number of technological innovations, which then obviously in the rest of the twentieth century became essential for for everyday life it was a kind of a genius thing too because you had and you see the pictures of this you had this enormous water chute using the river mm. for the best way possible you had a skating mm-hmm. rink of all things 
restaurants, shooting galleries and aquarium, and right next to them, scientific exhibitions. There was everything there. There was literally something for everybody. I mean, if you wanted to spend an evening um, you know, promenading along the Lee, listening to a, you know music from different stages and taking having a hot dog or a cocktail or going for some fine dining, you could do that. If you wanted to spend time um, examining scientific exhibits or the latest bits of, of tech, you could you could do that. Um, there was an aquarium there, for example, um, which. Um, was stocked actually with Irish native fish um, rather than what we'd expect in an aquarium. And inside the aquarium, there was a diver in a suit. I mean, not all the time, obviously. He'd kind yeah. of get going and do his shows. Uh, and uh, he would kind of pick up things and demonstrate. But there was a telephone on the wall of the aquarium tied into the diving suit. So you could actually speak to the diver and the diver could speak to the audience and while he was inside the aquarium. So, I mean... You know, this, I mean, to the people of Ireland in 1902, or the people of more or less anywhere, to be honest, in Western Europe, mm. who saw these innovations, it would be a bit like us going to some sort of, you know, high-tech, um, you know, conference in San Diego or something and being shown the, the technology of the future, stuff that hadn't really been, um, yeah. you know, got ready for market but was coming very soon. That's the kind of stuff that, yeah. that, that was on show. So, um, And then I mentioned the sporting thing. I mean, the, the sporting aspect of these exhibitions um, often gets overlooked, but there, there was a huge, the, the, the biggest crowds on, on any particular day were the crowds who turned up to see sporting events. Uh, and there was obviously um, there was Gaelic football and hurling, but there was also things like lacrosse uh, and tennis, rowing, sailing, you name it. Wow! Uh, and uh, and in fact, that the biggest single sporting event wasn't what you'd expect, like soccer or or, or um, Gaelic or anything. The biggest event was actually a rowing event, um, which was actually held on the marina, and seems to have attracted almost a hundred thousand spectators. So it was. You know, a massive festival of, of culture in, in all its forms. I, I don't, was there any newsreels kept or did newsreels even exist at that point? Because it was 1902. What records do we have of it? Well, newsreels didn't exist. Um, they become more common during the First World War when there's, there was a massive, massive surge in the amount of cameras and the amount of films being shot and, and massive thirst for, for regular news. Uh, and a network of cinemas to show those newsreels in. What did exist in terms of film was a specially invited cinematographer and director came over from from Scotland uh, and um, recorded uh, quite a significant number of events, um, the big events, but also some of the smaller events. And there were regular exhibitions of these films on the site, but also in the city centre. I think they were they were shown in the assembly rooms on... Um, on South Mall. Um, so we do have quite a lot of film footage um, of this event, and um, the Cork Public Museum has the license to, to show this film footage, and if any of your listeners are, are interested, they could pop down there uh, and have a look at it, and it's fascinating to see. It doesn't just concern the exhibition. It, it shows, you know, a factory um, gate um, films, so you can see the employees leaving work, or it shows people coming out of mass on a Sunday morning. Um, so you may get a glimpse of your grandfather or great grandfather or grandmother in one of these shots. But as, aside from the films, obviously there were lots of, of by then there were lots of newspapers and periodicals and journals and, yeah. and sketches and, and and still photographs. So so it's actually quite well recorded. So we have good information on it. So how is the anniversary going to be marked, Tom? 
Well, I, I suppose um, the Court Public Museum have a permanent exhibition of artefacts from the um, the show, um, and uh, you can you can go and look at those. Um, there's also a book that myself and the curator of the museum did a number of years ago, which is still available on the subject. Um, it's called the Cork International Exhibition. 1902-1903, and your readers might be able to get their hands on a copy of that. Uh, and um, the Electric Bar on South Mall are holding a um, special cocktail evening next week. Um, and you might wonder why why would you be doing cocktails? What has that got to do with the, the exhibition? But amazingly, amongst all of the various um, food concessions and stalls, um, as well as there being, you know, hot fine dining and hot dogs, um, there was a temperance restaurant, there was a couple of smaller um, restaurants, but there was also a good number of bars, and one of these was called the American Bar. And um, the American Bar, as, it names, as its name suggests, was um, provided American drinks, mostly mixed drinks. Mm. And the... Yeah, cocktails largely, yeah. And the, the, the organisers of the um, exhibition had got um, permission for these two American barmen, a man called Lewis Tower and Charlie Paul, who worked in the big hotels in America and yeah, had made cocktails for Queen Victoria and all sorts of bonkers stuff, um, to provide recipes and come to Cork and train staff. <laughs> and uh, we managed to track down um, not, not, not just the menu and price list, um, but we actually have tracked down the um, recipes that were used to make these original cocktails. Um, Fantastic. And, and uh, the plan is to try and recreate some of them in the electric bar. Okay, listen, Tom, I'd love to spend more time talking to you about it because it's fascinating. The 1902 Cork International Exhibition commemorated 120 years over the next... Boy, that sounds like... You, that, that, let's get along and see that cocktail list. Quartz 96 FM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.